Hi guys and once again welcome to another podcast by Indu Vindu Podcast Channel and we understand and apologize for the long break we took those things were like in unavoidable when both of us are working in corporate outfield but we are here back in the new year in the new month we are ready to celebrate cricket more faster than uh, what we did last year and this year not only we are going to celebrate the matches but we also going to celebrate some of the heroes we all admired in the glorious 90s of sri lankan cricket era and today we are starting off with uh, a great uh, podcast from a greatest player that sri lanka ever had he like we start off the podcast with him he started off the bowling spell for a long long time and uh, one once i wanted to tell you because the feeling the nervous feeling you get when he held the ball and he always uh, put across uh, before he come and deliver the ball we all hopeful either it's going to be an in swing or an out swing but we know we are definitely going to get a wicket failing which in the first over definitely in the first spell yes you guessed it correct we are going to talk and celebrate about chamindawas one ball in that is well bowled right up on middle stump and uh well that's uh what chaman devas is made of a real class good delivery nothing you could do with that one uh arvindan now today we are going to celebrate uh, chaman devas as i gave in the introduction so just wanted to ask you the first thing whenever we speak about chaman devas what's the first thing you remember I mean obviously there are quite a few things that comes to the mind but uh, now we are in the month of February and obviously when it comes to February in 2003 I guess um, Chamin Devas gave one of the best Valentine Day gifts that uh, a cricketer could give to the fans by uh, picking up four wickets in the first over in a World Cup game against Bangladesh so you know that's one of the first things Including that come to exactly and that comes to my mind and that i mean that was not the most impactful performance but you know it was a phenomenal performance in that day and age when you know even hat tricks were rare but apart from that there's uh, there are quite a lot of moments like the way he annihilated uh, zimbabwe in 2001 on a saturday morning picking up 8 for 19 and uh, then in sarja on a flat track where sanat had decimated the indian attack chamindavas came and like picked up five wickets and dismantled the uh, celebrated indian batting lineup uh, folding them up for 54 runs so you know you can talk about the memories yeah. and the uh, memories of and course. all that uh, you can go But, on yeah so the, like we just really spoke about like uh, how he was like uh, instrumental in dismantling an indian lineup on a very flat track this is pretty much uh, chamindavas story so far because uh, whenever we speak about his um, uh, peak or, or the time he played mostly he played around asia and the tracks are like you know so flat and very much batting friendly but uh, and uh, it's like very alien to fast bowlers but he was able to dominate on those tracks so let us discuss about those kind of things i mean that's actually one of the things that stand out from chamindavas's career because you know i was just thinking when you were saying that chamindavas if i'm right has 400 odi wickets yes Now, yes yes that's four, that's not imagine, a easy thing exactly. for a... imagine 
imagine picking up 400 ODI wickets on the types of tracks that he bowled on. Obviously, you know, in that day and age, you, there was just one ball for 50 overs and there was reverse swing and, you know, the visibility of the ball became a little bit difficult to us that part of the innings and the softness of the ball favoured the ballers. You know, there were so many factors that were going in, but there are two things which actually stand out because for a baller to pick up 400 wickets in that era on wickets that he bowled is just phenomenal because you now just look around the ODI players these days and tell me how many players have 400 ODI wickets or how many will go on to pick up 400 ODI wickets. So that actually speaks a lot about the longevity that Chamindavas had and obviously the amazing level of skill that he had. So I think he was one of those underrated bowlers or probably he wasn't celebrated as much as he should have been simply because of two factors, I guess. One, he was born in the wrong country simply because, you know, if he was from India or Pakistan, <laughs> he would have had a, a much exactly. larger uh, fan exactly. following. And uh, had it been um, obviously any other country, you know, the feedback would have been, com- I mean, the following would have been even uh, better. But um, overall, talking about that, like that, I mean, this was a person who also played and achieved significantly in the test match arena. He was just not a one-format one bowler like most of the others who have come on afterwards in the uh, recent times. So, you know, there's a lot that you had to admire and um, it's it's just phenomenal. I mean, we, we have been truly blessed to have a player of that sort and um, obviously he was in the shadows of Muttaya Murlidharan. So, I mean... That that was another reason why he wasn't as prominent as he would have been. But you know, He's, again, again, he was just that team man who who was exactly. always willing to play the whole one end up and make sure that Murali ran through the other end. Because you know, with at Murali's peak, if Chamindava yes, yes. did not block out one end, and if he didn't bowl those spell after spell on like non-responsive facts in Sri Lanka, where there was nothing happening for the bowlers at any point in time. The opposing mm-hmm. batsman would have mm-hmm. just blocked out Murali and uh, scored runs. So it never happened. So, you know, they had to make show some type of intent against Murali because they knew there were no runs coming from the other end. And that resulted in taking because as well. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that, that actually speaks a lot uh, about the player he, who, uh, who sure. he was. Sure. I, I was about to go, uh, since you mentioned Murali, I was about to t- tell this because in an interview, uh, Chaminda was told, uh, where uh, the interview asked uh, the special bond or the friendship that they shared. He always says, like, you know, Murali comes and asks, like, you know, can you somehow get rid of that batsman? Can you, can you, uh, in single events, like, you know, so Vas was like the unsung hero from this end was uh, doing so much where that uh, Murali stole the limelight for the greater I, good of Sri Lanka's cricket. I, I remember, I remember, I think he was mentioning about uh, Shevag, if I'm right. I remember yes, reading that Shevag interview. Shevag and Sachin. Shevag and, and, and obviously you can't forget one player from West Indies, yeah. Brian Lara. I, I think there's an interesting anecdote, I mean, interesting incident that comes to my mind because if you, if you look at Shevag and uh, Brian Lara, there were two critical games I could recollect. One was the Indian Oil Cup in uh, 2005, where Sri Lanka was playing India in the final at Ketarama. Yes. And, uh, you know, Shevag was Sri Lanka, had batted first, posted a good score, uh, had a good chance. And, you know, Shevag just came and smacked Dilhara Lokuhetige for 20 odd runs in one over. And he was going like a train which was unstoppable. And mm. uh, in that game, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Murali was also playing, but it was Vas who came in and broke the back of the Indian chase right at the top by 
dismissing a Shevag who was in uh, murderous form. And mind you, Shevag has had the measure of Muttaram Ruliduran throughout his career, especially if you remember the 293 at uh, Mumbai. It was at Brabant Stadium in Mumbai, I guess, in 2009. He literally owned Murali. So, you know, there have been, Shevag has always had uh, the upper hand over Murali, but, you know, there have been instances where Vast has taken care of him. But the most important moment I could uh, highlight is back in the 2003 World Cup. There was this critical game for Sri Lanka at Cape Town. They had, you know, uh, it, it was also a game in February. If I remember, it was February 28th. And on the 24th of February, Sri Lanka had been uh, ambushed by Kenya in Nairobi. You, exactly. So we I, need I, a must-win game. It, right? we it, had... Like from, from, a, from a point where, you know, we had beaten New Zealand and like simply decimated Canada and Bangladesh and well and truly on course for a uh, place in the Super 6, you know, Super our six. qualification was in uh, in the balance. And in that game, Sri Lanka was faced against West Indies. We posted 220-odd runs. And, uh, you know, at 228 runs in a day-night game in 2003 at Newlands Cape Down is definitely not a match-winning score, a, comp- a course, competitive score. And mind you, Brian Lara, and that was, I mean, we are doing this recording on the 9th of February. The opening game of the 2003 World Cup also happened on a Sunday, the 9th of February, right? And Brian Lara oh. played a knock of a lifetime that helped West Indies surprise the host and like uh, beat um, South Africa in one of the best opening games. And why I'm saying all this is, you know, Brian Lara was in absolutely great form. And it doesn't need to... Uh, we don't need to mention that about only few years back in 2001, December, Brian Lara literally hammered Murali left-right center in a in a home series in Sri Lanka. But you know what happened in that I, game? I remember that. I remember that. I remember and, that. And when the stakes were high, you know, Murali, yes, Murali yeah. isn't the best. I mean, Brian Lara had the measure of Murali. But you know who sure, took care sure. of Brian Lara? It was Chaminda Vat, you know? A yes, brilliant yes. spell, a probing spell of opening bowling. I mean, that's not available on YouTube or anything, unfortunately. But I could still yep, vividly remember. remember. It was a yeah. beautiful spell of bowling, probably around 10, 10, 30 in the night in Sri Lanka. That da- dusky uh, sunset at Cape Town, like in the midst of Table Mountains. And Vast put on a masterclass. And he nicked uh, Brian Lara behind the wicket. Sangakara grabbed it and, you know, he got Sri Lanka back into the game. And that's what Chamin Dawaz is all about. That, I mean, I can, and that's what that partnership was all about, you know, doing the work, yeah, doing the, sure. putting in the hard yards for your partner. And Chamin Dawaz was very happy to do that. Chamin Dawaz, and that is why he needed him to get a wicket. He's done the job. Look at him. Cool, calm and collected. Yeah, he was like always like that. And uh, now since we celebrated Chamin Devas and his bowling and a lot of things, I just want to just have one thing because we hardly saw Chamin Devas getting injured. I think perhaps once uh, Sanat was getting married, he came on a a very difficult position, uh, especially because he was undergone an operation. That's perhaps the only incident where he was out of the team because of injury. And But he used to kind of like have this super fitness which is a luxury to many uh, modern day quicks all over the world does not necessarily need to be on Sri Lanka and I just want to uh, speak something very special about it Shaja we know Chamindavas has done something with the ball but he has done something with the bat also which is like very common now in Shaja but those days it was a rarity he hit that superb six. 
So he was a handy tail ender in in terms of uh, batting as well because he has scored some here and there. Like you know, he made sure that we drag uh, past that two hundred mark in many games, which maybe have given uh, the Sri Lankan bowling lineup an extra twenty to thirty runs to play with something. Uh, those kind of things also there. So is there anything that you wanted to mention? Uh, in terms of uh, his batting ability uh, something you amazed or something you surprised or still thankful to him indushan i think there are three points which actually in my mind at the moment one is like you know there was one series in which uh, yeah. vast overshadowed murali i think we will talk about it if possible after we discuss this and sure. uh, the second one was that uh, saja sticks which you mentioned which actually went outside the Stadium, you know, it was in two thousand. Yes. Uh, it was the series in two thousand October November where uh, we course, ended um, up beating uh, um, this thing. I mean, like I can go on, but let's get back to the point uh, where you spoke about his batting. And I disagree with you on a point. I think calling him a a, a tail ender is an absolute uh, understatement. Uh, it's actually unfair to say so because he has always been really good with his uh, batting skills. He has always been reliable, and in an era where you know. Lower the batsmen were nowhere competent as they are right now. He used yep. to go very handy runs, as you meant. But um, okay, let there are there's one one instance which I remember was back in 1996. Sri Lanka were playing against uh, Pakistan in Nairobi. That was a tri nation involving South Africa, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka were the reigning world champion. Shahid Afridi yes. had had massacred us. They had posted three seventy, but we needed a certain amount of runs to get into the finals based on net run rate. So actually, sure. it was the last over, if I remember. And Waka Yunis was the bowler, and you know Waka Yunis how lethal he was during that time. And uh, like Vas just smacked him out of the ground in the last over. I still remember that six. It was a six over cow corner, and almost got us on the verge of uh, getting into the finals. We just needed one or two runs, but unfortunately, the next ball, Waka being Waka. Border Yoker and Vas was uh, cleaned up. So you know that was one moment under high pressure he actually delivered for the team. But apart from that, there have been many instances where he has scored runs. But it was towards the latter part of his career that you know he had this hundred against Bangladesh, and he and and mind you, how could we forget the fifty he scored at Lords in two thousand six? We all remember. How did they like, forget? Now I feel we, very bad. <laughs> we, we remember like you know that was a marathon effort. But by the time you know the. Sangakaras, the Tilan Samaravirus, the Kapugederas, and all these—I mean, not Kapugedera, but uh, Samaravirus—and uh, all these players had got out. Sri Lanka was still on the verge of losing that game. England would have chased it down, but then Shamindavas, together with Mahela and uh, Kulasekara, actually pulled us out of the uh, whole uh, rut that we were in. So you know, towards the latter part of his career, there were quite a lot of innings which actually I would rate highly. And at those points only, I think probably he felt, you know, he could add more value with the bat. But if it had been, he was a proper all-rounder in every sense, and I think uh, there's no second thoughts or doubts about it. But uh, yeah, his batting was absolutely uh, way better than uh, many of the all-rounders batting in present present uh, era. Because you know, these days the term all-rounders are used loosely, but he was in every word of sense, uh, in every sense of the word, a true all-rounder. Perfect. So he was like a sole match winner for us. He would like have records, numbers, wickets, and more importantly, he performed 
when the team badly need him to perform with a bat as you told we discussed so much a lot of things uh, i think uh, currently he is the bowling coach of sri lanka and hope we we both hope that uh, he get an extended run because under him we see how the fast bowling unit has been transformed and they have been uh, becoming uh, somewhat competitive uh, when compared to the past years where the sri lanka's bowling was like not outstanding as it used to be back then and uh, so on behalf of our podcast uh, both of us let us wish uh, chamindavas a very happy birthday i know it's a bit late but still uh, we we are prone celebrating our legends and uh, doesn't matter he he will accept our birthday wishes so on behalf of both of us we are signing off today we celebrated chamindavas and we are ready to come with uh, some of the most interesting matches to relive take take you to that memories what we wanted to take you and we are all geared to have another rocking year with lots of cricket podcast thank you for listening to us and we'll hope to see you soon with another good episode